This is insanely fakorical. This is super fakorical. <laughs> to the nth degree. <laughs> This is Colin. This is Chris. And like when you finally get to take your pants off at the end of the day, this is Shiny Podcast. Following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. Oh, dude, when I take that belt off. Oh, man. Just let it out. Just let it out. You go from a mushroom to a potato. <laughs> in one fell swoop. Really big potato. <laughs> Baked potato? Maybe. Uh, you know, some... depending on how the day goes, you know. <laughs> maybe 425, or for, 20, fermented one. Yeah. 620, 320. We don't judge. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We've, Welcome back um, to the third episode of Numero Trace. That's right. Welcome. <laughs> and we've made it. That's been all the shiny podcast for this week. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a ride. We're giving up. Okay, bye. Now, we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Oh, we do? Um, yeah, we do. There's some cool okay. stuff. I mean, we're definitely like doing, I mean, what the, we, we should have, we sh- honestly, we should have waited until, you know, like September, October to, to start this because the summer is <laughs> is a funny time for technology where, you know, everyone's on vacation and. By funny, we mean really boring. By funny, often boring and sometimes even a little disappointing. But it's okay because, you know, that's what we're here for. We find the little nougats, the little shiny nuggets in the stream bed. We're shaking out that dirt and coming up with just the little bits of gold that you care about. Mm-hmm. Before I get there, though, I had a really funny thing happen. What happened? This is uh, this is kind of it's technology related, so I'll just do this one real quick, but because I'm kind of pumped about it. So mm-hmm. two years ago, and um, I, I think people may have heard me complain about this once or twice before. Uh, two years ago, I purchased a, a Nexus 6P. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really into it for a while. It was a great phone for the first year. I know you talked to a lot of your friends into buying one. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, they all died. <laughs> Everyone's died. Everyone. We're all dead. In some way, everybody, everybody's phone died. Um, mine, mine died <clears throat> in a, in the sense that it, uh, the battery just completely shit the bed would will die will will shut itself off at any point less than 50% battery randomly it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah the uh the i got an rma and the replacement that they sent me had the same problem which i found out within 24 hours of turning it on so i'm glad about that in some way um i called google uh because i did purchase the phone directly from the store and after about 10 minutes on the phone, I'm just sort of verifying things. There's a brand new Pixel XL on its way to me for free of charge. Dude. Yeah, he just dropped that one. He was like, let me just go make sure of something. And if that's it, and then I'm going to come back with some good news, I hope. But let's not jinx it. I'll just come back. And then I waited five minutes. He's like, do you just like want like a new phone? Because you can have a Pixel XL if you want it, and we'll just send it to you. So I have a very strong attachment to my crappy old phone. Excuse yeah, me. No. <laughs> Make this piece of shit work. <laughs> I came I here to, to challenge you, Greg. Drive over and fix this with your little tools, okay? I know you have. <laughs> no, you've got those. No, little I tools. was like all in, dude. So they're sending me a new phone, which is really cool. And and this this fucking phone, by the way, is two years old. So they like we're we're I mean I mean, you know, if they wanted to make somebody happy, that's an excellent way to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Deep in, in diving into it a little bit, obviously there's been some problem. Oh, there's the storm. I don't know if you can hear it on my Oh, I just heard that, that yeah, I heard that little yeah, it's not little in person. There's a <laughs> there's a hell of a storm. The remnants of Hurricane Harvey are kind of like death coiling overhead. So if uh, if this podcast gets ruined, I mean, you know, hey, 
<laughs> That's not the worst term he's done. So. <laughs> Consider ourselves lucky. Uh, 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 anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, uh, a new phone on the way. Um, apparently, there is uh, a problem with these Nexus 6Ps. If you go on the internet, you'll find about a billion and one people that have uh, battery issues with them. And so, whatever it is, um, you know, Huawei, Google, nobody's commenting on it, but now I guess they're just handing out uh, replacement pixels. If you bought it from the Google Store. So right. that's kind of cool and probably worth noting for those in the listening audience that may have a 6P. You know, geeks tend to get the Google phone because they want the fresh updates all the time. So mm-hmm. hmm, if you're in that boat, give them a call. Now, that doesn't sound terribly evil. You know, it really doesn't, but that's just but a sliver. But a sliver of of all that Google touches to be true. Mm. However, one thing um, I think we'll find in this story is that like all gigantic corporations, they really do become soulless after a point. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's intelligently soulless <laughs> specifically soulless or even aware of its soullessness hmm. anyway what are you talking about colin we're reading this this blog post by i'm not going to try to say his name um maybe i will uh john von tetschner tetschner Tashna? we'll go with that um <laughs> works for me um Hmm? Works for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just kind of writing a post about, um, I guess he, he's done a lot of work with Google and kind of, kind of highlighting some, um, you know, some things that, you know, maybe Google wants to maybe not be so evil, <laughs> maybe, uh, tone it back a little bit, uh, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. One thing they're talking about is the consolidation of uh, platforms. So um, this he, he points specifically to the uh, AdWords uh, platform, which is, if, as you know, Google's method of delivering ads that they sell to third parties. That they, the, the, it, it's the the machine through which you're the you know the personal data through search and other methods uh, fuel the the you know AdWords is that <clears throat> it's that mechanism. It's the money bag. Um, and he's specifically complaining about the fact that their account for this organization that he's a part of was suspended without warning. Mm. Now that's, that's unfortunate. And that is, um, you know, on its surface, that sounds like a real hassle, but then you look a little bit deeper and you find that this there's some interesting things that this person is involved in. Are you are you familiar with the um, browser Opera? Uh, no, no, I'm not. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Opera is a browser that was around for a while. It's still around, but it's not. It's gone through many changes, and it was kind of um, in the during the browser wars. It maybe <laughs> looked like a, a viable you know alternative for a little while, but um, ultimately lost because they did some shady shit, as I recall. At least they did some stuff that I didn't like. So. Gotcha. So uh, Opera's no more. Uh, then came another project that this gentleman was involved in. And I'm not, to say, this is not to say that he did anything shady. That's just, it's just, you know, a, 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 an open source project that like became a company that had things happen. I'm not even sure if he was involved mm-hmm. at, in the company at that point that I was referencing. So <clears throat> moving on, um, he is part of the Vivaldi crew. Have you used the, that browser? Uh, I have not. Oh, you should give Vivaldi a choice. Everybody listening right now should try Vivaldi. Not just because of this whole thing. It's just a cool browser. It's like a, it's like it it is a, it's built on Chromium. So it is going to be as compatible as Chrome is on the open web. But it, they've, they've really done some, some little tweaks and visual things and, and, and made some widgets and, and just sort of tweak some, some, some things to really make it a, a, a cool experience. It's 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 neat. It's different, um, but it 
it works really well. Uh, so, you know, a browser competitor uh, using Chrome's, uh, you know, open source project. You can see where a narrative starts to form here. You know, it's not just some people who are losing their their ad revenue for something. They're actually a direct competitor to a big product of Google's. And here's the problem because, you know, Google has their hands in a lot and they have a lot of control to exert. So I think the fear here is that they are doing just exactly that to silence a competitive product. Tisk tisk Google. Not surprised, but <laughs> I mean though that might not be really what's going on here. Oh. Now, I'm not going to accuse this Mr. Von Teschner of being um, anything but above. And I'm not going to claim that Google isn't evil. Google has, yeah, no, we're, no, 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 no. Google's plenty evil, if you ask me. They uh, are, are, are slowly becoming the, 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 the nothing in the never-ending story. It's just swallowing <laughs> all of existence. But there aren't a lot of details that this gentleman um, could have he could have released some details about how this claim that they used that they discontinued their AdWords account um, came to be. And it's it's it, it it's vague to the point where you can see a lot of ways that this narrative kind of gets off the train. And unfortunately, I think a natural read of the article should you should come away thinking a little bit of both that Google is probably evil and and are stepping their bounds in some ways, but that this is not really enough evidence to support that in this instance that's what happened mm -hmm. and it reads like a it reads like a crafted narrative better than a citing of abuse of power, but I don't know, read for yourself. We'll definitely have it in the show notes. It's an interesting thing as we, you know, progress into this new future where where tech giants become these gigantic corporations become so entrenched and not just, you know, are are the products that we use personally, but the really foundational fabric of the internet and of of current technology. It, it, the definition of of what they are and how far we let them into our their our lives continually changes. So We'll definitely keep watching them as Google slowly eats the planet. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good never-ending story joke, and I'm coming up short. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's... I feel like the rock biter when I think about all of the data that I'm just like letting go <laughs> and all the niceties. It's like they... I look at myself and I go, "They used oh, to be man. such strong." <laughs> I used to do shit. I used to take take responsibility for my technology, but not anymore. Oh man! But um, yeah, I mean, something. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, as Google kind of expands and and takes over more of the planet. If this is just a creative way to get attention on Vivaldi. I would have to say uh, you should give it a shot, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah. if it is an ev like a, a a totally you know insidious way of of getting advertising on the part of the Vivaldi team, whatever. It's a pretty cool browser. I've used it a lot, and and I and I do recommend it. But it's probably more on the geeky tweaky side than the let's let it let's give it to grandma kind of place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right on. You you have a Lenovo. Uh... ThinkPad, right? Or two or three or four or five? Uh, yeah. Actually, at this point, I have... Well, let's see. I have two ThinkPads. And I have... Well, uh, Shannon, my, my fiancé, has a, um, a Yoga. A Yoga 2, I believe. Mm. The non-pro. Uh, so, yeah, we have quite a few Lenovos around the house. Right on. Sorry, so three, three ThinkPads. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about one. Uh, See what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I started this. <laughs> yeah. Plenty, plenty, plenty. 
Um, so apparently the FTC has slapped, um, well, I guess it's more of a slap on the wrist um, for Lenovo for um, selling computers with uh, with uh, secret adware. Is this Superfish? Um, I don't think so. I thought it was a different one. Um, they did they, have a separate one. What, that Superfish was. It was a couple years most... ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Superfish got the most attention, but they they got caught again not too too long after it. But I don't remember it as well as I remember Superfish because Superfish had a snatchy. Sorry, had a very <laughs> <laughs> <There he's laughs> <laughs> had a snappy name. Superfish had a snappy name. Maybe it was I think a snatchy it, name. That's, that's... <laughs> I think it is Superfish. It is Superfish. I believe so. Um, For those of you playing along at home, Superfish was the root SSL certificate that was installed in the factory image of Windows 10 that came with these laptops. What that mm -hmm. did was it gave them the ability to man in the middle every website that you connected to. And then they were able to take that data and then sell you ads within their own network within their own app infrastructure that they put onto every fucking laptop you order all that bloat all that bloat was specifically there to take <clears throat> and then push to you ads that you were fueling that you never even knew you were you were fueling that's 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 this one right yes correct uh, pretty lame. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Lenovo and uh, kind of pre pretty lame. Uh, so it's nice to see that. I mean, again, it's just kind of a slap on the wrist, but at least they're getting some, you know, some some public, you know, bad publicity, you know, kind of highlighting that this is not cool. Um, well, when it comes to this, like it, it all depends on the scale, right? So. How much are they being slapped? <laughs> Is it open palm or my understanding uh, is it's about baby powder on there? Two million dollars or two million and change. That doesn't really seem like a lot. That does not. No. <laughs> I mean, these were not like these guys. These this. Well, I don't know. It's it's. I'm very split on this because I do think that the ThinkPad fills a, a market niche that really needs filling i mean it's like you know the the, the business class laptop Definitely. i have i have several that i have just ponged off the ground more times than i can count <laughs> and they're fine they're totally fine you know and 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 to be fair this was not done to their thinkpad line this was done to the consumer lines. Mm, the, uh, interesting idea pads. In fact, Shannon, w Shannon had one that that did have this, but Shannon is uh, a highly evolved individual, and there was only about uh, fifteen to twenty minutes of her using Windows Ten before she begged me to to wipe it away with. <laughs> right on. Which ah, music to my ears. <laughs> Yeah, so so I mean, part of this is that uh, they um, uh, they have to have the user has to give us explicit permission for them to continue to use it. So it sounds like it'll still ship out with it. Um, I think that ship has sailed. I mean, like, there's always been so much shit that came with uh, on the that's true factory yeah. install. You know, I mean, it's it, just but the that, user has to agree to it now. Explicitly. At least opt in. At least opt in. Seriously, seriously. But honestly, who in their right mind, Colin, riddle me this one, who in their right mind when they get a brand new Windows laptop doesn't either, A, just buy it from the, the Microsoft store so that it's, you know, more or less fresh anyway, or mm -hmm. B, just wipe, blow it away and reinstall. I mean, everyone who's not a geek, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but that, I, I mean, come can on, think I'd of like, a few people. A few million people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who will not do any of that. I would say if you don't like this to consider looking at a business class only laptops or B something other than Lenovo, because I, I mean, bloat is always there. True. Bloat is always there. 
One thing that you can largely avoid when it comes to the business laptops, business class, I mean, yes, you pay for it, but usually doesn't come with nearly as much stuff. Or, again, circumvent the entire problem and install Linux. (laughs) All of this shit becomes a thing of the past. I think it should be a running joke in every episode that you find a way to work that sentence in. Somewhere. I don't know if we're going to have to try very hard. I know. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Or you could install Linux. (laughs) My my uh, like in person joke has been to try to convince people to install Linux on things that you can't install Linux on. (laughs) Like, you know, like a blender. (laughs) My keyboard is sadly lacking in Linux. You just just the keyboard. Just the keyboard. No, you joke, but there there are <laughs> Linux powered keyboards that do. I, sure. I can't think of the fucking uh, the 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 <laughs> brand right now, but there is. I think Logitech makes something that I'll I'll find it for the next show. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. <laughs> I I'm all for for solar energy. Oh boy, that doesn't sound good right out the gate. No. That's <laughs> no for 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 the most part. What I'm about to talk about, I I think I I think. <laughs> perhaps in in theory seems like a really good idea i i just there's i don't know it it makes me think of like new age colonialism but in in no with absolutely no irony and apparently this has been trying to get in the works for a long time there's a tunisian solar project so so in in northern africa a project to build this massive huge solar array um i i feel like similar to the one um there's a, like a really big one out in nevada that um um it's like i got like a big like like tower in the center and then this huge circle of radiating solar panels that reflect up and anyway um so kind of like that uh in in the tunisian desert in order to power europe the whole thing well i mean as much of it as possible uh right now they're focusing it on italy and malta and then uh south of france it's crazy that a single facility could do that yeah and it's like required it's really interesting that like that that might be possible but at the same time I, i don't know i can't help but wonder you know how are those people in northern africa going to benefit from this as well i would hope in some way uh but it would look like they're going to be moving along very quickly this article says that by 2020 it will link uh this solar plant which by the way has a funny name tuner tuner t-u-n-u-r tuner it's tuner tuner it might be a tumor it's not a tumor it's going to be uh linked to malta by 2020 but then the project will is said to have cost one point six billion dollars. Hmm, that's really not that much when you consider the uh, turn. But yeah, I understand your concern, right? Like, it's like I can see, I can see, you know, I don't know, this big corporate firm like being like, oh, it's just empty desert. But it's like, no, like that's that's probably somebody's route of, I don't know, it's probably where people travel and like. Well, an, an interesting thing, know. like, the, the, of course, there's a problem with solar that, like, not every part of the planet has enough, you know, light coverage to necessarily do the whole job, right? You know, like, there mm-hmm. are, there are, especially the further north or, or you know, the extreme poles, like, the closer you get to the extreme poles, the less likely it is that you're going to have a full year round, you know, amount of sun light coverage to to power the average house for a year so there's definitely a need to be able to shift energy around in the new you know the future the future grid that we're building now but it does give you a little bit of concern that you know by 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 approaching it in this massive array style situation does it re just reconcentrate the power away from say oil companies to solar companies i mean right yeah, so it, I mean, it's probably not both. I I I I, I don't know why you threw this in in here. It's a it it's a potentially mundane, small, and and pretty cool you know achievement on a technology scale. But I, I understand. I get it. I see the implications. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but 
it's still really cool that another one of these really big solar projects is being built because the one out in Nevada is pretty neat and it reminds me of a certain video game which we may or may not be talking about later. Wow, this is this is it's going to be a, a powerful thing. I mean, this is really going to on the scale of millions and millions of homes powered by this one facility. Whew, do not stand on the tower. <laughs> you will be burned. You will be burned. <laughs> so next on the list, we have an article about blockchains. Now, this is interesting timing because I feel like as soon as I went full time with uh, my business, the, the blockchain people seem to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> all of a sudden i'm talking to a lot of people about blockchain and about how they're using it and it's it's some of it's interesting some of it feels sort of like vaporware and um it's all over the map but it's definitely definitely pretty hot right now yeah i would say so um with bitcoin just i mean insanely <laughs> valuable compared to where it was in the beginning and other other forms of cryptocurrency on the rise and other other utilizations of blockchain um yeah no it's um it's it's quite popular and has some i don't know some interesting interesting uses um uh you know one of them um what you know they're kind of referring to in this article is um how um it can benefit um kind of kickstarting the financial lives of refugees um this this um specifically is talking about finland where you know you're in a you're in a new country you have a um a new identity you know you have no established anything in this place mm -hmm. and finland is is kind of creating this digital money system for people seeking asylum um that uh that can offer some some stability without having the need for any sort of identification which is i mean that's that's pretty great wow wow okay so they're creating a blockchain based currency specifically for people moving into finland so that they can raise some capital without the need to have all of the parts of being a Finnish citizen. Correct. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting solution to that to that situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's just give them their own money. <laughs> or is that is that the negative? Is that the negative? Like, uh, you know, American way of looking at it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let them fucking kind of hang out. You gotta but I, but I also obviously it's it's you know whenever you move anywhere before you get established it becomes very difficult to <laughs> can't help but giggle at that on some <laughs> level but um you know it becomes very difficult to get your feet under you and frankly bitcoin or or other cryptocurrencies are definitely allowing all sorts of companies large and small right now to get a whole bunch of money um so Heck, why not? Interesting. Yeah, heck, I don't know. Heck, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it is a separate system. Yeah, as as far as I can tell, it uh, it is. So it, it basically, I mean, you need it like functions like a bank. Um, but it's like if you want to start a bank account, you usually have to have you know identification or a job or a residence or you know, and if you are seeking asylum from you know a country where maybe you had to flee and you had to leave absolutely everything behind um it allows you to have some way of of kind of getting started without having to have all those things that you just wouldn't you just wouldn't have you know walking into a brand new country with absolutely nothing it really appeals to me in the sense that the elimination of the elimination of the of the the regulators and the banks from this problem is, uh, is is very appealing the idea that like you know you just can you can just kind of do this and then yeah. you know use this as a springboard of course that's appealing of 
course, that's very appealing. Fact is, that's probably the direction we should all be going anyway. That's uh, probably the direction everything is going anyway. <laughs> I think that when we look back at this period in history, we'll probably think that the blockchain is one of, if not the most significant technological developments since the internet itself. Yeah, I would agree with that. So Bogdan Mihai Barbulescu, uh, he was a Romanian man who I guess uh, sent some private messages at work and was fired for it? Here, here's the thing. He was using Yahoo messaging uh, system back in 2007 because he's a cool guy using that messenger. He was at work while he was doing it. His employer, uh, you know, did some deep packet inspection or he or was or it wasn't very hard for them to see his message messages. And uh, they uh, fired him for it, for what he was saying and what he was what he was doing. And this went all the way up to the ECHR or the European Court of Human Rights. Now. They have found that. It, so okay, okay. So here's how it is: your employer can't read your messages. Okay, your employer can't read your messages, and this guy's firing was was, was ruled to be was ruled to be unjust. He should not have been fired for sending private messages. But the thing is, it isn't to say that employers can't read your messages, depending on how you're doing it. You know, I mean, if you're logged into a computer that you do not own on a connection that you do not monitor, I, you're, you're, you have a very high chance of having your messages read by the people that own that computer. Right? Makes sense. Hmm. Uh, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff here. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> However, the fact that the European court of human rights has ruled on this is pretty monumental because at least in europe it does enshrine a certain privacy to communication to digital communication and and, and that ripples back to uh, the good old us of a too because well believe it or not we're all we're, we are on the same planet and so these companies have to build only so many devices and only so many they're only going to put money into so many things so it is entirely possible and probable that we will see some privacy insuring uh, tactics taken by uh, by by device manufacturers that cannot be broken into as a result of this because it is uh, becoming a more of a norm in the European market. Time will tell whether the United States decides to uh, you know follow suit, but that is an interesting development. Hold we'll my breath on that. Well, don't hold your breath for too long, but we're going to give it a couple minutes. That is good precedent to set that you cannot be fired for that kind of thing. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. What a what a world. Just use your own damn messenger on your own damn phone. I mean, that's on the your own damn solution. connection. <laughs> don't use the Wi-Fi. Just like, seriously, guys, come on. Seriously. Of course, in 2007, it was, you know, it was different. It wasn't we didn't have smartphones. So because it was 10 years ago, Colin. Get out your sunset puns as the last remnants of Sun Microsystems is being squashed. Uh. Oracle, the company that bought Sun Microsystems all those years ago. Yes, Sun Microsystems, they gave us such notable products as Solaris Oh, Java. And Java. Right. And the illustrious ZFS. <laughs> Yeah, ja a little a little unknown. That's right. Yeah, this little, thing. <laughs> little little app called Java. Um, <laughs> you probably never heard of it. <laughs> they are shutting down unofficially, officially the Spark and Solaris divisions of, of what used to be Sun. So, what is that? Well, Solaris was a Unix-based system that was very enterprise-focused and and was was basically only run at a certain you know, pretty deep business scale um uh, <clears throat> it was early in the evolution of the whole unix thing so uh, it was you know it's been around for a while and there's definitely a lot of people who are pretty well versed in it a lot of great tools came from it too you know like we said java 
my personal favorite, ZFS. ZFS. The best file system on the planet. Hands down. <laughs> now, Oracle is known from, for doing some kind of crappy things from time to time. Like this what? one. Well, I'll, I'll, this, this, this layoff is a great example. Fair enough. So as many as 2,500 people have been laid off at former Sun employees, which is quite a lot of people. Yes. But the worst part is the way that they did this. There were no warnings. There was no, uh, uh, you know, no team meeting. They sent, according to a lot of people who have been laid off, they sent certified mail that they needed to sign within which contained the layoff notice. Oh my God. And it did not all go out at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. So imagine sitting at your office and your, your, you know, cube mate gets just, you know, FedEx shows up and they have to sign for this. And then, Oh, I don't have a job anymore. Uh, I hope you have a job tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> and that's kind of how it goes. Jesus, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 what's what Oracle has been up to. So think about that the next time you uh, watch that Java applet updating incessantly on your desktop or, you know. <laughs> it, it, there's it's really sad. It's really it's really quite sad. It is sad. It's, it's a really unfortunate thing f- to happen to a you know to to a a, a largely uh, respectable and uh, long lasting Unix system. You know. Okay, I know it's silly to say it like I mean it's like oh god oh no a Unix is I mean but it, it it's 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 a bummer to see something like so institutional go go away like that. Yeah, no, it is it is man. That's too bad. So we at the Shiny Podcast, I, I think you'll you'll join me on this. We didn't discuss this ahead of time, but I think we can take an official stance where we'd like to sort of say fairly publicly, fuck Oracle. <laughs> fuck Oracle. No, fuck, seriously. Fuck, fuck Oracle. Oracle. What a fucking oh fuck Oracle. Yeah, let's say let's all say it together. Fuck Oracle. Fuck Oracle. If you're driving along in a car listening to this podcast, say it out loud. Fuck Oracle. Get it out there. If you're on a commute and you're in a you know in a bus or a train, subway full of people, just just say it out loud. Fuck Oracle. The person to your left doesn't doesn't care. They're not they're barely listening. Just say it. Fuck Oracle. One more time with me now. Fuck Oracle. That's it for the news, and if that's all you're here for, go ahead and turn us off. Or stick around for our deep dive. Guaranteed we'll be back next week with the latest, the greatest, sometimes the hated in gaming and technology. Look us up at shinypodcast.com where you can subscribe to the latest shows and check out whatever else we're cooking up for you. Download the Shiny Podcast and all your favorite podcatching applications. You want to say hi, make a suggestion, or send us a hot tip on tech news? Visit shinypodcast.com slash contact. What is this monstrosity I see before me? <laughs> so um, I was really excited and um, and awaiting the announcement of uh, Lego's new Ultimate Collector's Edition uh, series, um, uh, Millennium Falcon. So they released some information about it. Day, uh, it's October 1st. It's the biggest set they've ever made. It's... Um, how many pieces? 7,541, it looks like. Um, Holy shit. That's a big old Lego set. That is a massive, massive Lego set. I want it so bad. So bad. Priced at a mere $800. I cannot afford it. <laughs> Cannot this, justify that in any way. This Lego set comes with not only all of the characters that you would expect. Yes, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, C-3PO, Rey, old Han Solo, and Finn from the new movies. But they also give you interchangeable 
radio dishes. (laughs) 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 For those of you that noticed that they did replace the circular dish from the original trilogy with a square one one in the new movie. (laughs) As well (laughs) as a Lego Minoc. Oh! (laughs) All right, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. 7,500 pieces, bro. So do I expect, like, I mean, okay, let's, let's sort of like, you know, uh, paint the picture for our listeners. You may have seen the Millennium Falcon Lego set that is less than $800 uh, <laughs> around before where you can sort of lift up the top and see the scene inside. Is this also designed that way, Colin? It sure is. Yep. So the panels can fold back away from the center and you can peek inside. There's a uh, a shot of uh, Han and Leia stuck underneath an arch uh, mm-hmm. in one of the promos with C-3PO interrupting them, just like in the movie. <laughs> Looks like there's a dock. Uh, sorry, not a dock. Uh, like the on-ramp, the, the, the thing that sort of like comes down underneath when the Millennium Falcon has landed. Uh, you can get right into that. This is quite the piece. This is seriously an insane Lego set. So I mean, beautiful. I love Lego, but this is holy shit, dude. This is so much Lego. I mean, it makes me a little sad because it's like, I don't know. Like, I understand that this is not necessarily designed. But at the same time, like, man, 800 bucks. Like, you're, I don't know, your average person is not going to be able to drop much on this bad boy. As badly they, as I want it. <laughs> I guess they're only planning on selling so many of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Kathy won't let me get one. <laughs> 7,500 pieces. Wow. It's incredible. It's beautiful. So is this like a series? Do they do lots of these? Like, like is this like part of like a massive, like the, the supersized Lego set? line or this is the biggest one they've ever done um they they do have like a series of like ultimate collector series um so i have a couple of them um they're not i mean they're don't get me wrong they're big sets and they're very nice and i love them very much um but um they're not like this this is it's like both of the ones that i have fit on top of a bookshelf (laughs) like this needs like a whole table, you, yeah. you know. What are the dimensions on this? Oh, good. That is a good question, isn't it? It is. Do they provide such information? Big. Um, I'm sure they do. <laughs> big, big. It's real big, guys. Um, oh my god, they have a selection for build time in days. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, oh, what is the building man. experience? You must be at least an intermediate Lego builder to take. Oh. Take on this Millennium Falcon. Yeah, there's really two age groups that are um, suggested that this is for <laughs> under the uh, Lego website. And that would be the 14 to 18 year olds and the 35 to 44 year olds. <laughs> awesome. Um, so it is so measures. Inches, 33 inches. Is that? Is that built or is that the box? Anyway, there there's some measurements. It's like eight inches high, thirty-three inches long, and twenty. That's Oop, you cut out there. Can you say that again? Um so it was eight inches high, thirty-three inches long, and twenty. Motherfucker, the third the third dimension got cut out twice. It measures eight. <laughs> inches high 33 inches long and 22 inches wide 22 22 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen eight inches, t- eight inches tall that's got to be the uh helped by that that dish <laughs> that original trilogy dish wow i know man. mine helps <laughs> no, I think the biggest uh, mind blowing thing I'm noticing here is that uh, the little tool that they give you, the little tool to, to like pry bricks off. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that comes in orange now. When I was a kid, they were gray. Oh, really? Oh, no, they all come in orange now. I have like I a bazillion of them <laughs> floating around. 
guess it goes to show how often I buy Legos. <laughs> well, I got the, um, the the UCS Slave One a couple years ago for Christmas Ooh, because yes. I had a very nice aunt and cousin who banded together to get it for me, and I was, oh man, it was. It, like I was, just, I was just like a little kid on like Christmas morning. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and then for myself, last year I bought the UCS Sandwalker uh, or Sandcrawler. Um, oh, that's good. The ATAT. Uh, no, no, no. The sorry, Sandcrawler. Uh, so it's the the uh, Jawa. Um, oh, right, right, on, right. On Tatooine. Oh, that's cool. That was a really fun set to put together. Oh, I bet. Yeah, That's so cool. No, that was a sound investment. I'm very happy with that. Wow, there's um, so many of these uh, UCS. Yeah, no, there are quite a few. Sets. There's a really cool Snowspeeder one that I had my eye on. Anybody who wants to get me another Christmas gift, <laughs> feel, free. feel free. Send your emails with <laughs> with orders and receipts to hello <laughs> yeah. at <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god the super star destroyer dude yeah i remember you were you <laughs> i remember a, that a dream so colin how long ago was this two years ago the um your ambitions for the super star destroyer i should say oh i think it was never it was really a, given up yeah it was a it was a glimmer in my eye maybe two years ago. And then it was probably a year ago that I was like trying to hatch a real plan. <laughs> really? <laughs> to, to put one together. I remember Colin had this glorious like spreadsheet of where he could source all of the parts for the 3152 brick <laughs> Superstar Destroyer set. It was a beautiful thing to behold. Did it work out? It did not. No, it would. I would have. I would have. I could have bought it all together secondhand from somebody who had a complete set. Uh, by the time I got through shipping and for all the all the pieces and and all that, so no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> Maybe one day. Maybe one I, day. I admire your tenacity, sir. <laughs> I admire your tenacity. One thing that that you can always say about my dear friend Colin is that when he gets a goal in mind, he fucking goes for it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The spreadsheet, the spreadsheet, this the is, spreadsheet. This, yeah. Early, these early episodes are really going to become a, uh, a, a a a legendary. You know, by the time we finally mature and get to episode three hundred twelve, we'll really have this dialed in, and we'll look back at this time like. Like, like it was lore. So, what other thing are we thinking about uh, working on? That's a, a good segue, Colin. I it really was great. It. That it was, was a good smooth segue. Yep, we're we're transitioning. Really alley ooped that one. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are now on a different track. <laughs> and so this is at the point that I transition. So if you're listening to this, you have noticed that this is a podcast, but it is a podcast in its infancy. We are a very small podcast. And so when brainstorming ways to grow the listenership of this podcast, to to entice all of your friends to, to listen, I mean, I know you're here and that's great. We love you. We really appreciate it. But if we want to keep doing this, we do have to kind of, you know, continue to grow. Not in like a, you know, massive corporation, always need returns kind of way, but like a nice, slow, steady, organic growth. And we're going to do that, hopefully, by doing fun things. We have concocted a a challenge, a, a game, if you will. It involves one of our favorite video games of all time. We're going to play it for you, but we're going to do it in a very unique way. We are going to play Fallout New Vegas, but we are going to take turns. <laughs> We're going to each play a segment at a time. I think we have to define what that segment is. 
and then send the other person the save file and they have to take it from there. And we cannot disclose to each other what each of us is doing while we're doing it. I believe that was the... the... No, I, I think that was the original incarnation, but I think it'll be... Oh. I think, I think we should do it like this. I think that we should... I mean, we should, we should alternate the plays. So we're going to live stream the whole thing. That's the key here, is that we're going to live stream it and, and we're going we're gonna to hand out our Discord link, uh, which will be in the show notes <laughs> of this episode. And we're going to hand out our uh, uh, every, every way that to, to, to get in contact and to participate that, that you can, all of the streams that, that we'll put up for it. We're going to live stream it, but we're going to alternate who is in command on each playthrough. On each, on each play, every single time. So one session I'll be playing and Colin can watch me ruin everything that he did the last time he played. <laughs> and the next time he will play and he can, I can watch him ruin everything that I worked really hard at. And this is how we're going to get through New Vegas, which I actually never finished, if I'm being honest. I finished the main quest, never finished the DLC. So I'm really excited to do this one. <laughs> right on. Um, yes. and. Uh... I, I think it would be really cool to um, pick some, or at least personally, I'm going to pick some some very specific role-playing features um, that I think uh, are going to create some pretty interesting scenarios for uh, for playing through this game. Why don't we announce what those attributes will be at the end of at the beginning of the uh next episode um, and good. that's when we can announce when we are going to actually kick off this whole thing so we gotta like figure out a couple more details if you want to uh participate in that conversation uh you could potentially email us right at uh, hello at shinypodcast.com uh, or join our uh, Discord channel, which, uh, again, we'll have the link in the show notes, and help us to sort of craft all of the rules that we will be adhering to as we careen through this uh, wasteland <laughs> and, and really deep dive into the, the extended DLC of, of Fallout New Vegas. I'm really excited for it, actually. Mm-hmm. No, I'm very excited about this. It's made me very so happy. We're gonna do uh, a video stream from both of our uh, both of our homes, you know, alternating, and 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 you'll be able to watch the entire thing, uh, both uh, historically and then in in real time. So when we come back, we should have some live times, and we should have some uh, some 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 links for you to follow up on and 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 and, and participate in this. What I am sure will be a hilarious, frustrating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous journey oh yeah and for those of you who know of course wild wasteland will be turned oh hell yeah i would never have agreed to this otherwise <laughs> and that's how we're gonna grow by playing silly video games for you and doing silly things and 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 banging our symbols together like the monkeys that we are <laughs> Thank you for listening to the shiniest of podcasts, the shiny podcast. If you'd like to comment or question or give us any feedback at all, you can do so by emailing us at hello at shinypodcast.com and visit our website, shinypodcast.com, and get all the latest and greatest. And you can subscribe in any of your favorite podcatching apps. Again, thank you for listening. My name is Chris. And my name is Colin. Thanks for listening, everybody. 